1: presented by t-mobile the official wireless partner of odyssey sports with an awesome network and great savings there's never been a better time to join t-mobile visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today
2: it's time for come and talk it with your host michael cargill brought to you by texas law shield Austin,
3: Texas, the live music capital of the world. People are flocking here in droves as we're known for having some of the best quality of life in Texas. Austin boasts the esteemed University of Texas at Austin, one of the top public universities in the nation with over 50,000 students. The Texas State Capitol, one of our oldest and most historic buildings, lies in the heart of the city and represents the people of our great state. Zilker Park boasts an impressive view of the downtown skyline. Hiking trails, Barton Springs, and Lady Bird Lake are all within walking distance, making it a center of Austin recreation. Homeless encampments are yet another one of Austin's main attractions, thanks to Mayor Steve Adler repealing the camping ban. You'll frequently find them under bridges, along highways, or just lining the streets, just as our Mayor wanted
2: confirmed overnight that the homeless campfire that spread to the historic Buford Tower last night was deliberately set. But officials are still looking into why someone did it.
3: This has been a message from Come and Talk It, helping you keep Austin safe.
4: Keeping Austin safe. Good day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. All right, so, man, I tell you, that's our PSA, public safety announcement, uh, from Austin, Texas, to Austin homeless, and also you know, our election is coming up. So we want people to know when you're moving to Austin, Texas, what you have to look forward to. We have the University of Texas. We have the the tallest capital in the country in this nation, and also we have we are the we have the most homeless, the most homeless in we're we're the capital. We're the yeah we're the what is it the homeless capital of North Texas. <laughs> <laughs> no, the homeless capital of the world. <laughs> That's right. So, and today inside the studio we have Cody Wilson. Cody, hey man, I, you know I miss our brunch. Yeah, yeah. we gotta figure that out. I, th- I thought COVID kind of put the. You don't like to have brunch with me anymore. No, I like. It. I just where would we go? Well, we don't. I don't want to tell people where we go. But we, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that we do brunch. I miss that. Yeah, miss. let's do it again. I miss breaking bread. We'll have more time for brunch when we're out of work and uh, unemployed because of Biden. <laughs> yeah, so Cody, wants, we we got to talk about this this whole thing of of President Biden, this current administration. They're gonna ban. They want to ban ghost guns. They also want to ban uh, stabilizing brace or AR pistols. We're gonna talk about that today. Uh, mm. And Cody, you know what do you think about banning mm. ghost guns? How is that gonna work? Well, first of all, what is a ghost gun? <laughs> uh, well,
5: Democrats and liberals. I'm sorry, without regard to politics. Uh, progressives like to win by slogans, and the latest slogan they have in the war on guns and, and your Second Amendment is a ghost gun, and that is any gun that they don't know about or that doesn't have a serial number. Of course, what they won't tell you is that the epidemic of quote-unquote ghost gun violence in this country is produced by those guns which are already serialized mm. and have had their serial numbers removed. Uh, but they've you know, found this new front because uh, they've actually accepted our argument over the years that if uh, anyone can 3D print or make their own gun at home, why the gun control lobby is effectively useless.
4: And so so we're saying what? Uh, this, this current administration wants to ban ghost guns. They're saying, hey, we don't want you to have these type of firearms because they're not serialized. And so they want to, what, make you serialize them and go into the gun store oh. and buy them? You know, Joe Biden wants
5: a lot of things, right? Presidents want things. And that doesn't mean he can get them because he's not a legislator, right? He probably wants to run for a second term, but that doesn't mean it'll happen. What he can do. Well, he's though, not going to survive a second <laughs> term. <laughs> so, you know, he can tell you that he wants it all day really? long. Uh, but anyway, Joe can tell his ATF, hey, uh, under the powers that you have ATF, I'd like you to somehow stretch the definitions of what you consider to be firearms to, to grab at and to enclose on people's ability to make a gun at home. But I don't think there's a neat way to do it. So what you have is a mix of marketing and press coverage and things that actually confuse the issue for people. You heard maybe last week that Joe... He's going to do a bunch of stuff and tell the DOJ to do a bunch of stuff about ghost guns, but it is not actually clear what he even can do. Mm. And we're all going to have to wait and see what his draft proposed rulemaking is mm. uh, that the ATF will run out with. I've heard a lot of things. We can talk about them today, but
4: I don't think Joe can get it done. And so what he's, what he's saying is, so he wants the DOJ, the Department of Justice, mm-hmm. to come up with something that he can write a executive order for?
5: Yeah. I mean, the centerpiece of Joe's announcement the other day was, hey, you know, if I really had everything I wanted, I'd get rid of placa and like... A, People are like, well, who cares if you if you got that? And then the other thing he said was, I'd like to announce an ATF director who is at Waco and is like, you right. know, an, a gun control uh, activist. Again, not necessarily something that I think he can get. But when he mentioned the ghost gun thing, that means I'm going to tell the ATF to begin a rulemaking process. And we saw how that worked at the end of last year when ATF tried to take their first swipe at the braces again. Uh, and he's saying they're going to take that second swipe at braces. Uh, and it's become an objective from the outgoing ATF, the ATF under Trump. They th- see polymer 80 kits and 80% uh, receivers and home-built guns through 3D printing as a problem. They want to do what they can outside of Congress to address it. I'm just telling you, I don't see that they have too much that they can do without the industry, the NRA, NSSF viciously opposing it, stopping it. In the
4: right. And so now they want to do stabilizing braces also. So a lot of people, I, I, man, I got so many phone calls from people, it's crazy, and emails from people, and you know, instant messenger, mm. uh, and, you know. <laughs> of people that are concerned about their stabilizing brace, text mm-hmm. messages, everything. I, and it's just, I just, have to, I really have to turn my, my phone off and just say, you know what, I'm not going to answer any calls right now because people are worried. What do I do, Michael Cargill, with my stabilizing brace that I have, my AR pistol? Because now they're saying they're going to ban those. And it's not that they're banning That's them. right, they're not going to ban them. They're not banning them. What they're yeah. doing is... Like Joe would want to do
5: with all guns, he wants to put... Uh, He wants to make you register your your stabilized pistol or AR on uh, the NFA.
4: Which does not – it really – and honestly, okay, this is how it is. It does nothing. So what we're saying is you have to go through the NFA process like a machine gun suppressor, and it's not that it's banned. It's going to be the fact that you either have to take it apart – and I'm not not an attorney. I cannot give you legal advice, okay? But you either have to take it apart or bring it to the gun store, let the gun store hold on to it, either one of those things. And then you have to, you know, request, you know, a tax stamp, you know, do a form one and do a tax stamp, pay the fee and wait for the tax stamp to come in. And then you can put it back together or you can come into the gun store and pick it up, you know. So those are going to be your options.
5: Yeah, the NRA has a good point about this, though. I mean, it's kind of a procedural. And what Joe is telling you is, hey, I don't like stabilized pistols because they're deadly and dangerous. Maybe that's true. But what he really knows about it is as many classes and categories of things he can put on the NFA means that's as many classes and categories of things that you know what you're going to decide it's just not worth it for me to do that work it, i don't i don't want to pay the tax i don't go through the thing what am i just say about coming to the gun store forget about it right, right? they want to starve and kind of and squelches much of this this new commercial activity in our industry.
4: And keep in mind, what we're talking about is all these shootings that they're talking about. You know, the shooting that happened in Georgia, which actually sparked all this stuff. Uh, the guy goes into the what a massage parlors and he starts shooting up the massage therapist or whatever. You know, getting this inside the you know under the table hand job or whatever it was. Uh, so he starts shooting those individuals oh, right there. Over the table. Yeah, right. What over the table? <laughs> okay, over the table. All right. So he starts shooting those people right there, and so. It's – it's that guy actually purchased a handgun, a handgun legally from a gun store that day and did that shooting. That had nothing to do with AR pistols, but they're focusing on AR pistols. Universal background checks, that what they're trying to pass, has nothing to do with the handgun that he purchased because he went through a background check. So whatever they're doing, all these different rules, all these different, you know, these different things they're trying to change will not have ha- – would not affect that shooting. That shooting would have still – happened because this guy got a background check used a handgun and he still carried out that shooting you cannot legislate crazy this is michael cargill and you are listening to come and talk it
6: folks this is doug man jones (laughs) and i get my gun news from michael cargill at come and talk it
2: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Talk
7: 1370.
2: Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill.
4: Traffic stop at TV. Now we're going to go into... I want to talk about this uh, traffic stop that happened by an Army Lieutenant... He was stopped by a police department. I believe it was the state of Virginia. I, do I have that right? Windsor, Virginia. And so I want to get into this this traffic stop here and, and how it broke down.
0: How many occupants?
4: Right, so for those people that are listening on the radio, the purpose of the traffic stop is that police officers saw this going guy going He was driving along in a black in dark vehicle
0: it's only myself why are your weapons drawn what's going on open the door slowly they now. could
4: not see him see his open license plate so that's why they initiated the traffic in stop because he couldn't see a license plate the, the problem is he had a license plate it was a brand new vehicle he had a temporary what's plate that was taped on? to the window yeah. of the vehicle they just didn't see it right away open but once door. you Get to a certain point in the video, you actually see the temporary plate in the vehicle. So the officer calls this in as a felony traffic stop. All it is the they didn't see a person's license plate.
0: Keep your hands outside the window.
6: My hands are right here. What's they immediately down? get out
4: of their vehicle. They're pointing guns at this What's lieutenant.
0: Who's military? Get out of the car now. I'm serving this country, and this is how I'm treated. Yo, what guess what? I'm a veteran too. I don't know, obey. Get not- out of the car what's going on get out of the car now
7: what's going on
0: what's going on you fixed it. to ride the lightning son now ride the
4: lightning that's a term that's used in a movie meaning that you're getting ready to send this person to the electric chair just so you know get
0: out of the car sir just get out of the car work with us and we'll talk to you get out the car you receive an order obey it i'm i'm afraid I'm honestly afraid to get out. Can I? Yeah, you should be. Gone? Get out. What's get going out. He on says, me? I'm afraid yeah, of I'm getting out of the call. car, yeah, and the God, officer
4: responds, You car. should be.
0: You're being stopped for a traffic violation. You're not cooperating at this point right now. You're under arrest for a traffic violation. You're being detained. Okay, you're being detained for a, for a traffic justice. violation. I do not have to get out of the vehicle. You haven't even told no, me why I'm being stopped. That, that actually is not hands, correct. Officer can get you out of the vehicle if they want to. Get your hands off me. Get your hands off me. Get your hands off me. Get your problem. hands off me. Back there. I didn't do anything. Don't do that. Sir, get out of the car now. Hey, out of car now. Don't do that. get out of the car now. Don't do what? I'm trying to talk to you. Okay. I'm trying to I'm talk to you. Get out. Just get, out of my car. you get out. Relax. Can you please relax? Can you please relax? Get out of the car right I'm, now. This now. is not how you treat a vet. Uh, I'm actively serving this country, and this is how you're going to treat me? I didn't do anything.
7: Whoa, hold on. What's going Hold on. Watch Watch it.
0: Get out of the car! Get out of the car now! Get up. The car now, sir. Just get out of the car. I'm trying to breathe. Get out of the car now! That's up. That's really up. Yeah. Oh, get out of the car and get on the ground now. and gonna get again. Get, get, get. I don't even want to reach your my seatbelt. Can you take your seatbelt off and get out of the car? Get out of the car now! Listen! Take off your seatbelt and get out of the car! Look, I'm just gonna just please. You're gonna do as you're told. Get out of the car! Look, take your seatbelt off and get out of the car. Look, take your seatbelt off. Look, my hands are out. Take your seatbelt off and get out of the car. My hands are out. Don't reach in there, Daniel. Don't reach in there. My hands are out, please. Please, look, this is really messed up. My dog is in the back. My dog is choking right now. Get out of the car. Take your seatbelt off. What are you, a specialist, corporal? what are you? I'm a lieutenant. Lieutenant, get out of the car. Take your seatbelt off and get out of the car. You made this way more difficult than it had to be. You just complied. Get out of the car. I'm reaching for my seatbelt. Fine. Take your seatbelt off and get out of the car. Straight on the ground. Straight onto the ground.
8: Ma'am. Is your commanding off available? Now. Let's
0: go! Is your commanding available? Get on the ground. Get on the Can ground. Please talk get on to the me on ground, ground going now! Going. Get on the ground you're getting sprayed again! Get on the ground! Can you please
7: talk to me about
0: what's going Get on the ground! Get on the ground now! Can you please talk to me about what's going
8: you
0: please talk to me about on? Yes, sir. you not Can you please talk to me about what's going on?
7: Why am I being treated like this?
0: Why are no, you not cooperating? Get on the ground. Why am I being treated like this? This is really messed up. This is really messed <laughs> up. Sir, <laughs> well, just one, just This more is more. really,
8: this is <laughs> up. Sir, this is,
4: this is up. What yeah. happened? All right, so I want to talk a little bit about this video, okay? Because I get this question in class all the time. Uh, when you come in contact with law enforcement, you know, you know, how should you act? Some of the things you should do, some of the things you should not do. And I tell people you have to put yourself, whether you're a police officer or civilian, you have to put yourself in someone else's shoes. Their other, you know, look at it from their viewpoint. So I like to look at incidents in class, you know, neutral. I kind of look at this from a police officer standpoint. I like to look at it from a civilian standpoint as well. You know, I try to remove color from it. It's hard to do that because the media pulls us into color. And then also you got to think about, you know, why do we have law enforcement? The reason you have police you got to go back to like the 1600s and because, you know, you have posses, posse in the south, in the southern states, uh, you had police officers because they were tasked. You know, you, posses were put together to recover re, runaway slaves, re, you know, to retrieve runaway slaves. And that's why you had posses and they grew to police. So you have to go that that, you know, that time frame and see, you know, how do we get to this point where we are today? And then. You say, you know, that's why some people are actually afraid of law enforcement, and you, you, honestly, we just have to admit this, and you know, and say, hey, you know, that's why some blacks are afraid of police because of, you know, it's it's something that's just ingrained. I, I have no idea; it's been here for decades, for years, and and that's where we are today. So now let's speed forward a little bit. All right, so now you have this this case here where this guy's being pulled over. He's a lieutenant in the United States Army. Alright, the police officers see this drop this vehicle driving along that they did not see the license plate because the police officer is probably looking down where the license plate should be, and then knows the fact that the temporary tag is actually in the window. Well, then he calls in as a felony traffic stop. So immediately they get out of their vehicles with guns drawn. Well, me, I'm telling you right now at the bat, I have police officers pointing guns at me. I'm not moving. I don't care what they say, I don't care what's going on, I'm not moving because You have your gun pointed at me, and if I made a wrong move or or some type of move that you do not like, I can get shot and die. So I'm very hesitant in moving. Anyone that says that, you know, you're going to, at that point, you're going to do exactly what the officer says, you're a fool. Because if you move, that officer can pull the trigger and shoot you, and guess what? He'll be justified because he'll say, I thought I saw a gun. I thought I saw a gun. So this guy, is, he's afraid to move. He, he puts his hands out the window, and he, he signals this and says, hey, I don't, I don't want to move. You know, you got, you, you got your, your gun pointed at me. I don't know what's going on. The reason it took him so long to pull over in the first place is because you got to go back to the fact that a lot of people are afraid when they're pulled over by police. He wanted to pull over in a lighted area where, you know, there's lights in the gas station, where, you know, there are cameras, where something, you know, was to happen, then, you know, it's it's well lit. And that was the purpose of him pulling over in the gas station and taking a little time to pull over initially. He was not speeding. He was going like 18 miles an hour, you know, and pulled into the gas station. So now, let's go back. Let's take a look at this incident. Body language is very important to me I, you don't know, stop playing chess people you guys play chess uh, you know let's move this you know this piece let's move this piece I like I'm sorry checkers I like to play chess not checkers you know and and that's that's the issue. so I look at the body language of the two police officers the one police officer he was not the first vehicle that was in charge of the stop. he jumped in and took over immediately went to straight aggression, you know being very aggressive in the traffic stop. The second police officer, the younger guy, he actually, if you look at his body, body language, he gets to a point where he doesn't even want to be there. He's looking like, oh, man, this is not right. Something's not wrong here. I don't even want to be here. Um, at some point, you, if you look really good, he's not even looking at the lieutenant, the guy that's in the vehicle. He's looking off somewhere else, you know, and, and, and like he doesn't even want to be there at that point in time. His body language tells me a lot the fact that he knows that this traffic stop is going in a direction that it did not have to go, so he then reaches in the vehicle to try to help this guy get out of the vehicle. he couldn't find where the the door lock was or the controls for the door lock because they're not where he where he was reaching his hands to get him out of the vehicle and then they pepper spray him. Well, they pepper spray him now not only is he afraid to get out of the vehicle, his hands are up now he cannot see, so he can't see. They're telling him to get out of the vehicle, his eyes are closed, he can't see, and so you're like, get on the ground. Well, you know what, my eyes are closed because my eyes are burning, I can't get on the ground. It's like one thing after the other. Do you know that when I'm in at the gun range, and I'm giving instructions to people at the gun range, there are times when I have people that are nervous, they're shaking, they're scared, and I've had people come to tears. Well, you know what? I kind of speak with a very harsh voice. So after that moment in time, bring my voice down and see and say, OK, what's going on? So tell me, you know, tell me what's happening here and, and find out what's going on with this person and why they're afraid right now. And then I need to address address their fears. I have to change the way I'm talking. But you know what? There are police officers that are incapable of this because of fear and people need to admit it. You just got to admit. You're afraid of black men. You just got to admit that. Don't get mad at me. Get mad at the situation. You got to go back to the 1600s and and realize where we are today. My call-in number is 512-643-5483. That's 512-643-5483. If you're afraid of black men, just admit it. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It.
7: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash recommend today. Talk thirteen seven, the right choice.
2: Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill.
4: All right, so I call in numbers: 512-643-5483. That's 512-643-5483. 512 643 643 live give me a call tell me where i'm wrong all right all right anthony
9: anthony disagrees with me well, no, I disagree. in the mic sorry no i disagree with you but it just seems that if you're if, like if you don't comply with the police in that kind of situation it only escalates the situation. i didn't say not complying no but you said like you, you wouldn't move and that's at the point of... you point your gun at me i'm not moving right and, and we're i'm freezing they had guns drawn throughout that so i'm um, yes the entire time i'm not moving But then they're just going to. I can show you. I can show you twenty videos
4: right now of someone that the police officer said freeze.
9: Mm. Yeah, and they still clapped anyway. And then
4: they pull their gun out, and that person moves, and And they they shoot them. them.
9: Yeah, so that video could that video could have gone either way. That could have been a flip of a coin, and that could have been another black guy protest, protest, protest. Right? Because he's dead. Yeah. Right. And so. (laughs) It's one of those things where all kinds of, of license plate. Yeah, because when you're in that situation, you kind of you're a little screwed either or, right? Like you either comply and run the risk of getting short, or you don't comply and they just whack more charges on you and screw you every. Oh, but more. he's good to go because he's he's gonna get a million. But, but, and he's alive but, but that's He not, didn't move but, but that's He didn't move He will get a million He's alive And his attorney Will sort this out in court That's not acceptable to me Because I shouldn't I don't want the million dollars I don't want to be put In that position period they, Like we as citizens Should not be put In this position by our government Regardless of the compensation Oh he's there's a, there's a big. There's a big well, Yeah so am I Wouldn't I love a million dollars too This but... guy
4: This guy here This guy's broke He's broke he, This guy literally uh, cried the, the He the, cried the like a baby even. on the ground His spirit has been broken He
9: would look a lot better If his body was broken like nah. no, I'm just I just what I see there is I see like incredibly aggressive cops uh like, you know screaming at someone and that's one of those that's really is one of those situations that could have gone either way. That could have been another dead black guy again. Mm-hmm. And they're just they're just sort of lose lose situation. If you were
4: in that situation, you would have been
9: shot. Yeah, that's fine.
4: And that see then then we're then we're here we are.
9: Right. Well, I mean, like, again, so that's like, the
4: wrong way to go. No. Because if pre- I'm dead, I, then I can't argue this in court. I,
9: I, do, I do understand that. But again, I think there's a bigger, bigger problem at hand here, that the fact that our government is like, heinously abusing a citizen there. Mm-hmm. And well, of we just have to endure it and then hope that the justice system comes and corrects it later down the line. Oh, just, like, there's a bigger Lady problem. Lady justices
4: don't care about you
9: because you're black. Right. So, again, it seems like <laughs> we're dealing with kind of a rotten system. My, no- <laughs> my telephone number is
4: 512-643-5483. Come and talk it. Tell me when I'm wrong. <laughs> well, we we kind of had this
3: uh, nice little perfect storm combination of uh, the personalities there, sure. right? This gung-ho cop that's saying, you're going to ride the lightning, and you should be afraid.
9: He, he yeah, comes best saying that. That's not cop training, right? Where he's saying, like, when not. he's screaming with this stuff, You know how right? comfortable he was in saying that? Oh, my
4: God, he, he loves was it. was very comfortable. That was his vibe. You know why? Because he said that before. Oh, he's been yeah. in this situation before. I mean, he's he says done that to his wife when he's hitting that. Oh,
9: See? you will obey. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh,
4: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you got He that definitely guy. he definitely beats his kids and beats his wife. Yeah. Thin blue line baby. Oh, he's definitely a wife beater. You can tell by it. You, my telephone number is 512-643-5483. <laughs> Yeah, you got this
0: cop that's over
3: the edge, and then you got a guy in the car who is not obeying orders. Don't blow
4: up in your vehicle while you're driving on I-35 and upset me. Don't look at it on Facebook on your phone and all mad at Michael Cargill. My telephone number is 512-643-5483. In
9: fairness, should the paper plates have been actually over where the original plate should be?
4: Me, um, and that's, here's the things that I tell people, okay? When I, I, I have a new vehicle, and so what I do is I put the temporary plate in plastic and I tape it in, in you know, into the same position, the same you, position where a yeah. regular license plate. Agreed, goes. that's what I do too. If for some reason it comes loose, it gets lost, whatever. I go directly to the dealership. I get another one and put it back at that you same. You get it place. online as well, right? I I don't I don't want to put my myself in that type of position that this guy's in. I tell people to comply. You got to comply with police. You know, you comply with their initial commands and don't put yourself in this posi- this predicament. Oh, absolutely, okay? absolutely. You should this avoid police it. officer was this second guy was dead set on. Being very the aggressive Absolutely. there's no way he he has no other way he's no he knows no other way I, this, this guy is a wife beater can you can look, look at him you it. can listen to me and tell he's a wife beater he's a bad cop but and then, the other cop knew he was a bad cop and by yeah, the way well, the other cop my, is really hesitant. Way, my telephone really hesitant. number my telephone number is 512-643-5483
10: and and I gotta say, even if you comply, it doesn't matter. You guys remember Daniel Shaver from Mesa, Arizona? He was shot. He was complying. He was crawling on the floor. They yeah. told him not to move, and they still shot him. Is you know are you know that cop? I think that cop is
9: up. It in, was a SWAT it,
10: a SWAT officer. It wasn't police. It was.
9: Is that the dude who uh, had like your F written on the rifle? Yes. You know he. Yeah. You know he's up in like Leander right now.
10: Oh, oh great! Yeah, Closer he, to him. He, he, he's like
9: he's super close right here. He, he, what, he kill, what kills
4: force. me in all these in all these cases, I look at you know even the um you know the uh, what is it uh, George Floyd. What kills me is the fact that there are some people out there. I can't think of these these uh, professional man. So many people out here are saying that George Floyd, the in that case, the the police officer, Mister Chauvin, Officer Travin, didn't have his knee on the guy's neck, and that's not the point. The point is, if I put you on the ground and I put my body, my full weight, I have one knee either on your back, your neck. I put my other knee on the on the lower portion of your body, I'm pressing out on your body with the full weight of my body. I can push the air out of your body, and then there's another police officer who's holding down your leg so you can't move. It was three. I, mm-hmm. it was three. I guarantee you, three. I can suck the life right out of your body. And any idiot that watches that video and says that this guy, you know, that that police officer did not literally suck the life out of this guy's body is a fool. You are a complete. Fool. Why? Because you can literally look at this video and you can watch where he takes his very last breath. You see the bubbles coming out of his mouth and you don't have a care one inch of life in your body. If you can't see that and understand, he literally sucked the life. This guy's soul left his body right on that video.
10: Mm hmm unacceptable and i actually got a um uh, question for cody because you seem a little bored over here do you think we wouldn't even need pol- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, do, yeah, do you think do you think we do <laughs> you think we'd even need police if we were all armed man
5: it's just like it's just like culture war graft man i mean i get it because it's a radio show but you know it's like uh police as a structure you know you have you have a bad history of it political philosophically you know you made it about race and <laughs> uh, you know uh, Virginia's got its problems. He's a for wounded a bird. Let's, let's, we got to poke him a little bit. Virginia's problems have more to do with immigration than uh, than police reform. So, I, you know, it's just not an issue that I like. I like to participate in. I hate the policeman in that video and uh, the lieutenant in that video. Sounds like a you know, an idiot, uh, especially for reasons before the stop. So, I'm on nobody's side. Uh, they're both idiots. And but that I, wasn't to his question. Police is a French <laughs> word and uh, it means foreign oppression. You know, as far as I'm concerned, uh, America did really well without a police, a professional police force for a long time. Uh, and why did it do that? You know, the answer is. Um,
9: no, but what's the answer to his question, not the answer about police? We can all go on Wikipedia. We're going we're gonna to slap him after the show. <laughs> but, I mean, but it's, it's a topical top question. The reason why he's asking you is because you've contributed quite well. Well, you can you know, very well. You're, you're essentially the founder Look, of you Ghost Guys. You know why? So, I know why he's asking me the question.
5: Do I think people <sighs> should be able to defend themselves and police themselves? Yeah, you know, I think. No, but like you know,
9: then, but if we're in an armed society, should we have a police in the first place? We planet? are in an armed society. No, not enough. Believe me,
5: there are more guns than people in this country, and that's uh, a reason that we no. have police, apparently. if you If you ask Joe Biden, who apparently I'm going to we're going to talk about at some point in this in this <laughs> You're know.
4: you beating me up right now.) <laughs> <laughs> so let's go back to Mr. Biden then. All right, so let's go back to the president and what the president wants to do. All right? So uh, President Biden wants to ban our AR pistols. Or stabilizing braces. And by the way, if this does happen, you know, we're gonna file a lawsuit against this, this administration uh, because I actually have a metal plate and seven screws in my left wrist. Ooh. I'm a disabled veteran. And the reason I have a stabilizing brace is so I can actually fire my AR pistol, you know, effectively. And I, and I can actually fire it and, and actually it stabilizes my, my arm so I can actually discharge the firearm. So that's why I use the, an AR pistol stabilizing brace. So we're going to file a lawsuit against this administration if they make me get a tax stamp, you know. And they're not banning them; they're making you get a tax stamp. And I told you what your options are because people are calling me, "What are my options, Michael? What's going to happen?" I have a stabilizer brace. There's like millions of them in the in the country. So what do we do? Take it apart. I cannot give you legal advice, but you can take it apart. So it's not a rifle. You can't you can't turn it from a pistol to a rifle, but you can go from a rifle to a pistol. So. Uh, you can take it apart by two pins, separate it from the upper and the lower receiver, or or you can bring it to the gun store, fill out the form, do the pay the two hundred dollar fee, get your trust. however you want to do it? Wait for the ATF to approve you, and then you can take your your and brace, your SBR home.
5: Uh, we got to see what the rule, the proposed rule is, right? We saw what it was at the end of the year. Do you remember the rule that they had at the very end of the year last year? No, I forgot the exact details of it, but they wanted to get by with a 14-day comment period and just kind of ram it through. So now they have to act like— Well, he's going
4: to—but he's probably going to do executive order, though. No, no. I think he's directed—when
5: I looked at the fact sheet, the White House put the, out, he's directing ATF rulemaking on both. So they're coming out with both rules kind of in parallel. But I think they said the Brace stuff comes in 60 days. The Ghost Gun stuff
4: comes first. And see, that's a soft way of doing it. That means that tells me that they can't get a bill through Congress. Well, they know that, yeah. They so, that, so they're going to go this route. Yeah, you know, if, uh, the Republicans— Which, which opens the Senate, them up for a, a lawsuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for the court to decide. I, so the Supreme Court will have to decide whether or not that's legal or not. Everybody out there at home, though, should hear that, like, if these are going to be public rulemaking uh,
5: under the APA, these are called MPRMs, and they mean that, like, it is open to public comment. So just like with uh, when, the, organ- when the, the organizations got together about the brace, when they come out with the ghost gun rules, when they come out with the brace rules, we got to get on the radio, we got to get on social media, we got to tell people to put their comments in there. It can be vulgar and cruel comments or they can be constructive and legally uh, interested comments like, hey, this doesn't make sense and this is why. But by law, the agency has to uh, address every single theme of every single comment. Uh, and so just structurally and procedurally, you gotta you got to flood the zone with comments uh, just so we can all have a good basis for, for good lawsuits at the end.
4: How is this, how is this going to affect defense distributed? You know, they want to ban ghost guns. So how is that going to affect you with the
2: yeah yes yeah. with so your product because, so because that you put out? Because he's
5: president, right? Like he's limited in what he can do. He can't just pass a law saying ghost guns are banned. He has to tell the ATF, hey, I want you to maybe define more things as firearms. Define more things as, as frames. Right now in the ghost gun world, lower receivers of handguns and rifles are, are really the only thing considered firearms, and that's that's makes sense historically. The GCA was only to Uh, It was meant to not burden the gun owner. It was meant to regulate the most essential single component of a firearm. Because before the GCA, there had been lots of regulations about lots of different gun parts, and they got rid of that. So, of course, the institutional memory is lost. Now the ATF is going to attempt to do it again because progressives are in power. But if they attempt to do anything to, quote, unquote, ban ghost guns, I predict that will be to define more individual essential components of firearms as receivers, frames, things that need serial numbers. If that's what happens, I think the ghost gun game doesn't go away. It simply means there are now more things that are so-called 80% receivers. That's my answer, in theory, having not looked at proposed rulemaking.
4: I'm going to ask you to say that one more time when we come back from the break. I want to I know how this is going to affect you guys, and I want you to say that, say that all over again yeah, yeah. On, the, on the other side. Put your hands up. Put them down. Don't move. Put your hands up. Don't move. Put your hands up. Don't move. When you're giving conflicting instructions from law enforcement, what do you do? They have a gun pointed at you. This is what we're talking about. We're also talking about ghost guns. We're talking about, uh, man, we're talking about this stabilizing brace. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This
0: is on Noir, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill.
2: Welcome back to Come and Talk It! And now here's Michael Cargill,
3: Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. People are flocking here in droves as we're known for having some of the best quality of life in Texas. Austin boasts the esteemed University of Texas at Austin, one of the top public universities in the nation with over 50,000 students. The Texas State Capitol, one of our oldest and most historic buildings, lies in the heart of the city and represents the people of our great state. Zilker Park boasts an impressive view of the downtown skyline. Hiking trails, Barton Springs, and Lady Bird Lake are all within walking distance, making it a center of Austin recreation. Homeless encampments are yet another one of Austin's main attractions, thanks to Mayor Steve Adler repealing the camping ban. You'll frequently find them under bridges, along highways, or just lining the streets, just as our Mayor wanted.
2: overnight that the homeless campfire that spread to the historic Beaufort Tower last night was deliberately set. But officials are still looking into why someone did it.
3: This has been a message from come and talk it helping you keep Austin safe.
4: That's right. Keeping Austin safe. Well, I tell you, I want to thank the mayor Adler because let me tell you, he's done a wonderful job with the homeless situation here in Austin, Texas. We've turned this beautiful it was city- a lapse in judgment beautiful city, beautiful city, into a homeless Mecca. So on behalf of the citizens of Austin, Mayor Adler, we thank you. Now, let's listen to President Biden. He lectures America on how the Constitution is not relevant in his executive orders.
8: Today, we're taking steps to confront not just the gun crisis, but what is actually a public health crisis. Nothing, nothing I'm about to recommend in any way impinges on the Second Amendment. There are phony arguments suggesting that these are Second Amendment rights at stake from what we're talking about. But no amendment, no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. You can't yell crowd. You can't yell fire in a crowded movie theater. We call it freedom of speech. From the very beginning, you couldn't own any weapon you wanted to own. From the very beginning of the Second Amendment existed, certain people weren't allowed to have weapons. So the idea is just bizarre to suggest that some of the things we're recommending are contrary to the Constitution.
4: That's right. So he says no amendment is absolute. So let's bring back slavery. That's right, boy. Let's say <laughs> hey, let's go on out there. Let's get yourself a slave. Let's start beating some people. Lock them up. That's right. Start making them working, working everywhere. Just, just, just bring back slavery. Let's bring back slavery because no amendment is absolute. Hey, Amen, Cody. Uh,
5: you know this is the most hackneyed excuse for censorship and, and limitations on our rights, and you hear it all the time now. I, I hear you can't yell fire in a crowded theater all the time, and of course, that's bad law. That's been bad law for a long time. I actually told that to Chris Wallace on Fox News Sunday a few years ago. Uh, actually, you can yell fire in a crowded theater, <laughs> if, uh, and, and, you, and you've been able to for a long time. That was Oliver Wendell Holmes' pseudo-profundity uh, from a few generations past, so all good progressives and communists learn that, uh, learn that motto to trot out whenever they like, but in fact, uh, lots of speech is protected by the Second Amendment, but I guess Biden's uh, lie, if we can call it that, stands for the idea that not everything is protected by our blessed Constitution. It, for me, that this species of bad faith argument goes something like this: uh, a liberal will be like, "Hey, what I'm doing today, you know, by pissing on you, uh, I'm not actually doing that to you. But even if I did, and even if I was, uh, that's still uh, good for you." Okay, so. Uh, it's just a bad species of argument on multiple levels, and the and the man chucked his his, his speech or whoever his speechwriter was just full of lies uh, about the Second Amendment, how his laws worked. Uh, one thing that really occurs to me is like when he talked about Dylan Roof, he didn't use Dylan Roof's name, but he's like, I'm going to close the Charleston loophole. Um, well, Dylan Roof never had a felony conviction. Uh, all these Democrats want is for you to wait 30 days of pop to get a gun. I don't know why they can't just tell you they want you to wait 30 days a pop to get a gun. They have to be like, oh, I, I want to control ghost guns. No, they just want to starve and strangle
4: the industry i don't know why they can just say that you know yeah and 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 the person's gonna you know both those people all the little cases that they're talking about all the little shooting incidents around the country that they're focusing on all those people actually got their guns legally you got that thing in there
5: and and your your quotes about the placa about being able to sue the gun industry is that is that in one of your soundbites Mm, no okay so joe's like you know he's like if i give my wish you know if the anti-gun fairy could come down and give me my wish, oh, Joe, what do you want? If I could have just one, this is the stupid stuff that he pulls in his presser. He says, I would remove the liabilities against gun manufacturers for being sued. Perhaps you remember him saying something right, like this. Right. Well, the way he sells that to the public is in the same disingenuous way, right? Joe Biden wants you to think a gun manufacturer can't get sued for anything, mm-hmm. right? And the, and the public goes, ah, yeah, that's, that's terrible. That's and actually those, not true. Imagine if the tobacco industry had the same protection. No, look, at what they have, if a, if, a, if SIG builds a gun incorrectly, there's a product defect, you can sue them. That's right. right? And if SIG does something incorrect with their marketing or is fraudulent or whatever, you can sue them. That's right. And all these other uh, products liability theories, you can do it to SIG. What you can't do to SIG is if someone misuses the firearm or if someone uses the firearm in a crime, you can't hold SIG liable. Man, you got some black in your family because you're preaching right now. <laughs> okay. So it's just like imagine if Joe Biden got his anti-gun wish granted to the auto industry. 49,000 people a year die in automobile accidents, and you can't sue the automakers for making the thing that they killed themselves in, They're a glistening sarcophagus. The world well, is resolved. Anyway. Well, uh,
4: James says it's not about buying guns from dealers. It's about being able to buy guns from private sellers without a background check.
5: Uh, James said this? Yes. James. Yes, James. Biblical name. Right. A name from thousands of years ago. (laughs)
4: 512-643-5483.
5: Go ahead. James, stop being being a fellow traveler. You know, there's a word, right? Remember from the communist revolution, the useful idiots. Stop carrying water for your oppressor Mm. and your oppression. Why why do that? Is it just fun to, to, to sit at home and feel like you're on some team, right? rooting for your own, like, divestment of intelligence. And, like, it's
4: like having that slave mentality. It's not you know? about
5: background checks, James. If it was about
4: background checks, they'd pass a law about background checks. It's like having that slave mentality, you know, when you when the slave master gets hurt, it's like, we hurt, boss? <laughs> 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 we, we hurt, boss? <laughs> you got to get rid of your you slave know, mentality. I, I've been doing this all weekend. I got... 512-643-5483. Come and talk it. I know. They're gonna get me one of these days. I'm gonna have to have a bulletproof vest oh, coming man. out the Wait, building. You,
9: are we doing the ammo promo right now? That's,
4: no, we're am- not no no
5: ammo oh, it's promo. It's about background checks. No, it's it's not. It's not it's not about anything with these oh, people. So it's about moving oh the goalposts. Man. It's about changing what the definition of a fire is. How is this
4: gonna affect defense distributed?
5: One more time. Okay, all I have to say is this. The ATF, we live in a world, James and all the useful idiots out there, we live in a world of an executive agency that handles guns. All that executive agency can do is tell you what is a gun and is not a gun. It has no other power, James. It can't tell me when to get a background check, you idiot. It can tell me what is a gun and what isn't a gun. That's literally all it's empowered to do, you stooge. You willing stooge. So anyway, the ATF can tell me, Cody, the thing that you have bought here is a firearm. And because it's a firearm, there are other statutes passed by Congress, which we have no power over, that make you get a background check. So in the world of Defense Distributed, we sell things that are not firearms. This is amazing, right? I sell things that are not regulated by the ATF or Joe Biden or require a background check. And as many background checks as you want to put on them, you can't so long as they are not firearms. Defense Distributed will continue to sell things that are not firearms. If Joe Biden's ATF says, well, we've decided these many more things are firearms. And Defense Distributor will make 80% versions of those things. Does that make sense? That makes perfect good sense to me. Those things will become no longer firearms. And then you will buy equipment and software from us to take it home and magically
4: turn it into firearms. And James,
5: no background check will occur.
4: <laughs> it, it, it kills me because some people also think that, you know, when it comes to the shortage of firearms, which is a different topic in itself, the shortage of firearms is caused by, and the price of guns, the fact that gun prices have actually gone up and people are charging more for ammunition, I think people are confused about the fact there's a thing that we call, the, you know, is economics. Oh, God. Uh, so this reporter from
5: KUT called me. He's like, well, what do you say about all these moms and these lawyers and these actors? What do you say about that willing availability of firearms? I go, man, you're acting, you and these progressive idiots and all the Jameses of the world, you, you, you act as if people don't respond to incentives, Okay. If you're going to make it harder for me to buy a gun part, like a slider and upper, then you're going to make me think more about making that gun part for myself. Mm. You're literally going to create more of the ghost gun problem, the so-called ghost gun problem, uh, than you wanted to control in the first place. Uh Uh-oh, I have more of the thing that I hate? Good work, James.
4: And how do you you tell when the person made this item? You know, so what? You go and you ban this. You Uh, ban ghost guns. So how do I know when they actually Uh, built this ghost gun? You You don't don't know.
5: And you'll need an act of Congress, James. You'll need more than thoughts and prayers and Joe Biden saying things behind a microphone. So
4: the problem is— And he says also, how many criminals buy 80% lures lowers, lowers that are being used in crimes? <laughs> Who said this? James. James. <laughs> Someone take the keyboard away from James.
5: <laughs> James, we wouldn't know, man. Oh, we're not required by Congress to find that out.
9: I mean, I think it's, it's like— is it like the 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 U.S. Marshals are saying like like one in three weapons that are confiscating are ghost guns now? Like in a, California, there's a
5: meme out of California, yeah. boosted by the ATF, saying like within this time frame, one of every X guns we found are so-called ghost guns. Again, that doesn't mean they're guns made on three D printers mm-hmm. or, or, or by people. It means they're guns, let's say with defaced or removed serial numbers, right? If you're if you're yeah. a criminal and you have a crime gun probably don't want a serial number They the they all doing.
9: They're doing polymer 80s. That's what most of them seem to be doing, polymer th- 80s.
5: Polymer 80 is the most popular way to make a handgun, mm. and it's the most popular crime gun that is homemade, mm. right? but these are different ways of talking about something that is not the same as what this ATF conflation James is. says, bro, do you care? Do I care what? That's it. Do I care? Lots of laughs. No, that's just he, it. Laugh not loud. Do you he's care? He's just right. Uh, because the pol- politics is personal. It's ridiculous to sit on the radio and talk about the mechanics of how this
4: executive order will function, because all James and the, and the American public care about is Hey, man, but don't you care? <laughs> All right, we come back from the break. Going to listen more to uh, President Biden. He turns on the empathy, empathy of gun violence. We're going to listen to that and some other things he has to say on his speech earlier this week. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talkin'.
6: Folks, this is Doug Mann Jones. <laughs> and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk.
2: Welcome back to Come and Talk It, and now here's Michael Cargill.
4: All right, so we're talking about ghost guns. We're talking about stabilizing braces. Um, a lot of people are concerned, you know, what's going to happen when the this current administration, you know, by the guise of the Department of Justice, decides to come after stabilizing braces, which are AR pistols, which they're like, how many of them out there in the world? Can we Google that and see how many how many AR pistols are out there?
3: There's more than 10. Not
4: enough. There's more than there's in this room. I think <laughs> uh, there's more than 10 in this room. Something like 5 million. 5 or mi- more. Yeah, there's yeah. yes, it's it's mil- it's in the millions. I know that. So you're going to turn millions of, you know, citizens into felons overnight by doing this. And you're you're banking on the fact that people actually will find out that this that people actually pay up attention to the news. Most people don't know what's going on in the news. So how do you get the word out to let someone know that there's something that illegally purchased is now banned? Yeah. I mean, seriously? Cool. And, and ingress of the law is no excuse. So you can be charged with a felony and not even know it. If
10: they start banning things, things that people already own, it endangers the lives of the citizens and the police officers going to collect these because these citizens are going to resist it. It, it just puts it's just a bad all the way around. Yeah. It's just it's just lining people up to get shot. It's not good. So what you're saying is the Democrats are coming up with new rules and
4: new laws that are going to affect, you know, people more so and give police more powers.
10: Yeah, that and it, it's endangering police lives as well. Like, I I don't want to see a police officer put his life. I want you to repeat after, after me. The say time. the Democrats are going to give more powers to police. I want you to repeat uh, after the me. The Democrats are not giving more pl- power to police. They're a right wing institution. <laughs> I just want to wanna make sure we understand that and what of course, we're talking about. They are. It's 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 just a right wing uh, institution, just like the Republicans.
4: All right. So uh, early this week, I, I made a statement. I said that. Um, uh, that in 2020, people of color purchased more firearms than any other time in the history of this nation. Mm-hmm. So in 2021, now the U.S. government will add restrictions to make it harder to purchase in the future. So here we are, you know, 2020, you know, BC before COVID, you know, <laughs> you know more, you know, more people purchase firearms. Now 2021, AC after, after COVID, COVID. <laughs> the the federal government is not going to come up with these these restrictions. And so, and, and I say that, you know, it's, it's going to affect everybody, not just the black community. I just like to say that because I like to throw that out there just to irritate some people, you know. And then, so someone came back to me and they said, you know, something to the fact that, let's see, what did he say? Is
9: this our friend James? Yeah. James, where you at? Call us in,
10: bro.
4: He's going to call. Yeah, I he said, why are guns prices so, so doggone high? I can't say what he said. And why coincidentally are people of color the number one consumers of this particular product? No conspiracy theory, all facts. Well, my response to that was, you know, well, when the, pan- when the pandemic started and countries shut down, what, mean- what you know, that means is manufacturers, you know, some manufacturers actually shut down. And a lot of your manufacturers shut down, especially when the entire country shut down. So one of the largest gun distributors in this nation actually closed their doors for an entire month. And so when that happened, that means, you know, everything came to a standstill. You know, your manufacturers are not manufacturing You're, you know, when you have a distributor that shuts down. So things are not moving like they normally do. And so in that same that same breath, we had the highest demand of guns in the history of this country. More people are requiring firearms, asking for firearms, purchasing firearms in the history of this nation ever. And that's hard for some people to understand. I don't know where, where people have been in the last year. So Brazil makes like a third of our gun parts and firearms in for the U.S. I don't know if you know this or not. A lot of your guns, gun parts do not come from the United States of America. You know, they come from other countries. So when these other countries were affected by COVID-19, they shut down. No gun parts coming from those countries. Guess what? They're so You can't just stick it in the mail and ship it over to the United States. It has to clear custom, customs. I can't even talk right now. It has to clear customs. So You know, it takes time for that to clear customs. So now it's called supply and demand. Right, Zach? Basic economics. Supply and demand. So if you woke up in 2021, you just realized that gun control is racist, you're late to the game. Gun control has always been racist. But this fact that where we are today, when it comes to the price of certain ammunition, the price of guns, that has nothing to do with racism. That has something to do with supply and demand. Economics. (laughs) <laughs> the supply is low, demand is high, so people are charging more. The prices are going up from the manufacturer to the distributor to the dealer at, on, on the road. It has nothing to do with who's purchasing because everybody's buying, not just one particular group Everybody. of people. Everyone's buying. Asian-Americans. <laughs> people, don't Asian walk, people don't walk to the gun store and you're like, oh, this is a black person walking to the gun store. Let me charge them 50% more. That's not happening. That's not reality. So if you're saying that, you're wrong. So stop throwing that out there. It has nothing to do with race when it comes to the price that we're seeing, you know, of merchandise right now. All
10: right, Cargo, I, I got to say something. You said something. And my name is o- Michael. M- all right, Michael. <laughs> there you go, because I will well, come one cr- thing, I across this you- <laughs> table. <laughs> all right, all right. One thing you said to me, Um, it was a while ago, but you were like, now – it isn't the best time to buy, but it is the best time to buy because you got to be careful where you're buying from. Because these right. manufacturers are spitting out so many guns, they're coming out with defects. That's right. And we can still sue them because of those defects. What do you have to say on that? Like, well,
4: well, and, and I'm seeing that in ammunition. So I'm seeing a lot of ammo that's produced right now. There's some make some ammo manufacturers that are producing so fast they're working twenty four seven. And I'm saying you know not enough powder, you know, you know issues like that. So you got you got to kind of be careful because they're trying to produce as fast as they can because demand is so high. You know, and so, you know, everyone's buying more product. You know, that's the bottom line. You you walk to the gun store. I mean, you walk into the grocery store, the grocery store, you know, eggs, milk, everything's more expensive. Everything's more expensive now. And so it's not just firearms. It's not just ammunition. It's not just guns. All products are more expensive now because the demand is so high and the supply is low. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And things were shut down. When you shut manufacturers down, you shut facilities down. You know, and, and they literally said, you know, hey, let's. There's this one. Let's shut down for two weeks. We're gonna shut the entire United States down for two weeks. Who would have thought in 2018? you are in 2018. They said to you, we're gonna shut the entire country down. What would you've thought? It would have seemed
10: absurd. Like a, you like something fake, fake. Right. Nothing. It would never. Uh, conspiracy theories was and the first you, thing that came you, to you mind.
4: You gotta look at what does that actually do. If everything is shut down, nothing's being made. That's gonna affect things down the road yeah. it's going to be hard to come back from that
10: Bi- biden's executive orders is nothing but a uh, a big ship stuck in the canal and you, you get all these judges they're just going to dig it out and say <laughs> and so and you go and you, it's just going to take some time and they're just going to reverse it that's such as right. american democracy you, same analogy you go back to that and you say okay well if
4: he bans stabilizing braces how is that going to affect everything one not everyone's going to find out you're going to put you're going to have some people being charged with felonies and not even know why they're being charged with a felony cuz they're not going to find out get the word out that actually what they possess
10: legally is actually illegal now.
9: Has that happened with bump stocks yet? Has anyone been charged with a bump stock who, for a legal position? Yes, yes,
10: stock? it has happened. People mm-hmm. have been charged? I, yes, it has happened. I don't remember the specific case,
9: but
4: but I have read we're, about we're it. We're working that stuff through the courts. So, you know, our case, the bump stock case, and I know people have heard about it. It's been bump an stocks. attachment
10: to other, 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 other assaults. It's, it's, it's always been an associ- associative charge, not the primary
4: and people have talked about bump stocks you know other organizations you know have, there are several bump stock lawsuits that are out there and let me make this crystal clear there's only one bump stock lawsuit that actually has had his day in court that's see, one, what is that? one lawsuit in the entire country and that is michael cargill <laughs> versus the department of justice the only case that actually has gone to court, no other case has gone to court. So maybe some other cases have had some decisions that have gone up as far as what the definition of a, a bump stock is has gone to their court of appeals, but no case that actually, no other case that actually had its day in court other than Michael Cargill versus the, the the Department of Justice. That's the only case, and so we need all the other cases. To make their way through the court system, so we can all meet up in the Supreme Court and let the Supreme Court make a decision. That's how it's going to be. That's how decisions going to be have have to be made across the entire United States. It's got to make it to the Supreme Court.
9: Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where it just seems like we have to wait for so long to get our, to get like you know our, a piece of plastic back. Like we have to go through all these. Like I mean, this this must be quite costly, do you know what I mean, to to file these lawsuits and whatnot. Yeah, it's just one of those things where. All right, let's go back. Let's.
4: Uh, we don't have enough time to listen to Biden. I don't so think we'll,
10: it's costly. It's just. But okay. they're pushing an ideology, and and they want people not to have guns. They want us to be defenseless, so we can't mm. defend ourselves. Like, mm. I I honestly think it's. Yeah, you're preaching to the converted, yeah. but it's one of those things. It's like- it's, it's
4: funny because you know some yet people that are like, ah, the Republicans are in charge. You know, why would the Republicans do this? And da 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 da. And now they're Democrats in charge. Oh, the Democrats going to take care of us. And you know, you don't realize that you know the things that this this president's doing, this administration is doing, is going to give more powers to the police, give people more interaction with law enforcement. We just came out of Black Lives Matter. You know, if you really think black lives matter, you would not support universal background checks. Mm -hmm. Universal background checks is going to give you more interaction with law enforcement. That's going to get more black people, more interaction with law enforcement, because now how did you get that gun? Is that gun legal? Did you legally, you know, acquire this firearm? And that's going to affect you. You know, if you don't see this, if you're you, if you live with a convicted felon, You have a felon that's in your household, one of your family members or someone like that. They've done something 40 years ago. They've been an outstanding citizen. Guess what? Universal background check passes. That person is not going to be able to be in possession of a firearm. They're not going to be able to purchase a firearm if universal background check passes. If if this
10: is a felon in your household, you cannot own a gun.
4: You're not... Currently, right now, in
10: Texas, the way the law is, if you're a convicted
4: felon, you can only have a gun at home for personal protection after five years. Okay. All right, so currently where the law is. So after five years, you can get a gun as a private sale or as a gift. You cannot walk to the gun store and buy it. Mm-hmm. If they pass universal background checks, that person will never be able to purchase a gun, what period, is, because is, what is, what is all is gun sales will have those? to be done in the gun store.
10: What, what is the point of even having the, those blockades if they can just go walk around
4: it anyway? Well, that's why you got to be careful what you ask for, you know? Got to be careful. Mm-hmm. This is called inreparable consequences of bad legislation.
10: Mm -hmm. it's just they produce all these it's like they set this up to sell it to to their own base and they don't uh, you know Anthony Anthony's smiling over there I think he wants to this is Michael Cargill
4: and you are listening to Come and Talk It
9: yo what's going on guys it's Jack Jones here and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It
7: Talk 1370.
2: Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All
4: right. So now President Biden turns on empathy on gun violence. He says gun violence in this country is an epidemic. Let's hear what he has to say.
8: Gun violence in this country is an epidemic. Let me say it again. Gun violence in this country is an epidemic. And it's an international embarrassment. You know, we saw it again last night as I was coming to the Oval Office. I got the word that uh, in South Carolina, a uh, a physician uh, with his wife, two grandchildren, and a person working at his house was gunned down, all five. So many people, so many of the people sitting here today know that well. Unfortunately, you know, uh, they know what it's like when the seconds change your life forever. I've had the pleasure of getting to meet in awful circumstances, many of you, many of you who've lost your children, your husbands, your wives.
4: All right. So all right. So and uh, (laughs) he says, uh, so gun violence in this country is an epidemic. You know, so what do we say about abortion? Is that an epidemic? <laughs> Just throwing it out there. <laughs> That's an epidemic. Depends uh, who you ask. Yeah, exactly, because more babies are aborted than more people shot by guns. Oops, don't want to talk about that right, do you? My telephone number is 512-643-5483. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care what you Hello, have to James. say. Now, What you have to say. All right, so let's go. All right, James, come on in
6: here and get some of this. Hey, what's going on, gentlemen? How you doing, hey, sir? Up? Hey, Hey, I'm doing pretty good. Hey, I'm in Baltimore today. I was in transit just tuning in. But Baltimore, you know, Maryland. I, I, I think I'm going to bring in the objective opinion today because, to me, I'm listening to a lot of what's being said. And I always go back to when Mr. Trump was president, and I look at the similarities. You know, everybody's in an uproar that this man has asked the ATF or the Department of Justice to look at bump stocks, right? I'm sorry, to look at the brace. Pistol braces. Well, if anyone had a pistol from the beginning, we all knew that because it was classified as a pistol, it couldn't be shouldered. Then one day, the ATF says it can be shouldered. Then the ATF reviews it again and says, well, maybe it can't. I'm like, why, when a Democrat is in office, the gun community all of a sudden wants to raise holy hell, but yet when a Republican can say the same exact stuff, it's almost like, his words go unheard, or people pretend he didn't say what he just said.
4: It's because it's they, 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 it's like they blindly, it's like the blind leading the blind. And you got to go back I mean, to, you, let's go back to Ronald Reagan. Uh, let's go back to California. You know, the Black Panther stood on the steps of the capital of California and carried rifles. And you know what happened after that?
6: Exactly. The Mo for that. The Mo for that. That's that's right. It was very profound. So, no, you you can't
4: just say the Mo for that. You got to say Ronald Reagan is responsible for gun control in California. Ronald Reagan is responsible for gun control in California, the Republican.
6: See, see, we got to go back a little bit further than Reagan because this is something that I teach when we're doing firearms education and training. Richard Nixon was, Ronald Reagan was a student of Nixon. Richard Nixon. Help create the language that you hear the Democrats love to say today. Nixon said he didn't see why any American should have a loaded gun, and he focused on what they considered Saturday night special. right Reagan said the same thing. Reagan said he doesn't see why anybody should be able to walk the streets of America with a loaded firearm. Mm. The gun community will say nothing about these guys, nothing who helped write the language, but yet raise holy hell. Over a Democrat, who's doing nothing but echoing what these guys said. And then
4: and, and, and hey, hey, Trump said, Trump got in office. He said, What? Take the guns first, due process later. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. My, <laughs> I bet you hundred dollars. My, oh, my, my call in wait, my call in numbers. My calling in numbers, five one two, six four three, five four eight three. Trump said, Take the guns first, due process later. He's
6: worse than nobody all. said nothing.
9: I, mean, I wouldn't say nothing. I mean, like, I have to be honest with you. I was a very ardent Trump supporter um, throughout his throughout his presidency. And that was one of the first red flags that he said, um, which made me stop supporting him. Like, I didn't vote for him in 2016, and I didn't vote but, for him even again. But in the gun
6: community, hold on. If the NRA endorsed this man, right? Mm-hmm. And he was on TV saying, the NRA has power over you, mm-hmm. they have no power over me, right? Yes. Why didn't the NRA or the gun community attack Donald Trump the way oh, they no, go we, after we, Biden? We, we did. I,
9: I, I did. I did. No, they did. Well, well, like, no, they say, say, no, say, no, say, we I, did not no, say they say, We did. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to speak for the entire gun community, but I'm going to say for myself is that as soon as I saw Trump acting tyrannical, as I believe he did, then I just didn't vote for the man. And that's the most well, powerful the memes statement you can make. Where on social
6: media? Can I go back on the NRA right now? Can I go on their page, right? Mm-hmm. And can I find one negative thing that they said about Donald Trump? Well, then
9: I think, the thing, thing. I, think the, I think the answer is very obvious. Like, you, sh- you shouldn't use the NRA then, to protect your gun rights, you? let's, yeah. let's bring... <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's
6: yeah, the yeah, obvious yeah. answer. Here, about so. gun owners of America? Can I find one no, thing no, that gun it's, owners it's of down America...
4: No, it's all pay for play, and I'm not willing to pay, and so they're not willing to play with me. Because I haven't had no one... Gunners of America, uh, not the NRA. No one has helped me in any lawsuit that I've ever filed against our government, and I've filed several lawsuits How about against the our Second government.
6: Amendment Foundation. Can I find one of the major gun rights organizations that scolded Donald Trump when he said, "I don't like suppressors, and I'm thinking about banning them"?
4: I, all I gotta say is it, they're all about pay for play because no one helps Michael Cargill, and I'm the black guy that's I, actually filing lawsuits but, against our government Mike, about all of our I rights, am. not just black folks or white folks.
6: But they help create the tone and the culture within the gun community. They are the big right, players that right. attract everybody to the convention. Right. They are the ones that say, I'm protecting your Second Amendment rights. Send me your $35. because yeah, without you, me, What you should do is abstain from this. Let I, me
4: bring it to the conversation, Cody Wilson. Cody, line two, you don't jump that nah. studio. Jumped into the car on us. How can I help educate this man?
9: <laughs> <laughs> you can
4: start by recording from inside
9: the studio.
3: If
1: <laughs> All right, Cody, go ahead. You know, it's on my way to a nice meal. Look, I, I don't know what to contribute here other than, you know, here's a, here's a Bible quote for you, right? Like uh, crumbs from the master's table. Why do you settle for this orange man, bad bull crap, man? All right? The NRA declared bankruptcy, right? Because it's a bankrupt organization. All right? like This gun movement is doing exactly what it needs to do as a movement, as a culture to protect the Second Amendment. It has nothing to do with Donald Trump. What are you, paid opposition? Go home, man.
6: Look you have a job or something. James. James what it said it was going to do it would hold everybody to the same standard
1: oh what it said well look man I, look, I don't know what castle in the sky you're living in dude that man
6: was president of the United States and you know
1: how power works this is a mystery to you that you go around as the NRA you're not going to talk smack about the president of the United States if you hope to maintain power and influence why isn't why isn't Moms Demand Action talking smack about that senile fool Joe Biden well you know why you know why, because you know how power works. So why are you asking me and messing with our culture obvious questions which have nothing to do about protecting our Second Amendment in the face of an obvious
6: infringement? Because you the probably, voted for, say, no, question, there, you, you probably voted for a man. No, so it's a was question, James. You probably voted for a man. Don't curse, don't curse, don't
4: curse.
10: We have, have millions
6: of people who voted for a man because they thought that he was Second Amendment and he turned around. And did the exact opposite. Yeah, but you didn't and get yet, a second time then,
4: did he? All right, go ahead, Cody. All, right. All right.
1: The Second Amendment doesn't say right to keep him bare shall not be in French, provided you get a background check. What are you talking about? This man's sitting in Mar-a-Lago living out his obsolescence. Dude, he'll be in a jail cell in two years. You have a gun culture that's meant to be protected. I don't want to hear this orange man bad crap from you, dude. This is fear, uncertainty, and doubt. You are either a paid asset or you are a willing idiot of forces which know that you are that idiot and hope to keep you enslaved, James. Go
6: home. James. All right, so you finish your tyrant again. I guess the truth really hurts. If we, are members of the Second Amendment community, should not we hold everybody to the same standard, yes or no, including president? Kind of. What are you talking about? See, that's the problem. You don't even get it. You're so you're so politicized where you're looking at one party over another to where two men could say the same exact thing because it's not your party saying what the other guy is saying. You're okay with it. He's gone. He's gone. Okay. All
4: right. All right. So we lost James there. Go ahead, Cody. They're both gone. Okay. Or we lost them both. All right. So. Man, I tell you, it's,
10: it got kind of heat there. Got so it sounded heat.
3: like what James was saying. Uh, his thought is that Trump could say whatever he wanted about guns and right. uh, enact any gun control, and it was okay with everyone. Right. And I don't know who he's speaking for here. Agreed. Because I remember vividly us talking about red flag laws, uh, bump stock bans on the show. You have a court case right. against the
4: ATF. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, they can't say it is um, worth
9: where- so,
4: um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. You can't say that. You can't say that. All right, all right, all right. So, as always, more guns equals less crime. You go out there and you buy yourself a gun. You listen, come and talk it with Michael Cargill.
8: Your chain